Memphis Media Networks. This is America's First News. This morning with your host, Gordon Deal. A border wall reversal. Good morning, I'm Gordon Deal, along with Jennifer Koshenka. On this Friday, October 6th, glad you could be with us. Here's what we have for you this hour. In a policy flip-flop, the Biden administration will build a section of wall on the southern border that was started under the Trump presidency. Republicans Jim Jordan of Ohio and Steve Scalise of Louisiana make their cases to become the next House Speaker. In sports, legendary Chicago Bears linebacker Dick Butkus has died at age 80. Also, his former team has snapped a 14-game losing streak. And after, after again falling short of recruitment goals, the Army is making sweeping changes to how it identifies talent. Traditionally in the Army, uh, they sort of detail people to become recruiters. If you're an infantry soldier, they say, all right, Sergeant, you're going to go and be a recruiter for a couple of years and wherever we need you. I've known people in the Army who would rather throw themselves into a wood chipper than be a recruiter. (laughs) It is a difficult, difficult job. Mike Glenn at the Washington Times on the Army turning to, quote, talent acquisition specialists to find more recruits. President Biden has done a 180 on a wall for the southern border after promising not to build one. He's now announcing plans for one. Amid a surge in migration, the Biden administration is bypassing 26 federal laws, including environmental restrictions, to build a 20-mile new section in South Texas, near the Rio Grande River. A federal registry notice was made public yesterday. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas cites high illegal entry into the U.S. as the reason. The construction project reported today was appropriated, funded during the prior administration in 2019, and the law requires the government to use these funds for this purpose. The additional barriers, as well as new roads in Starr County, will be paid for by funding approved by Congress in 2019 during the Trump presidency. Mr. Trump for years made the wall a focus of his efforts to stop illegal immigration. On a related note, the U.S. will resume deportations of Venezuelan nationals who crossed the border illegally. The government there has agreed to accept direct repatriations. When he was campaigning for president, Joe Biden pledged that not another foot of border wall would be built on his watch. But that all changed with yesterday's announcement. Here's Michelle Hackman, immigration reporter at The Wall Street Journal. Michelle, take us through it. Yeah. So yesterday, the administration put out this announcement that they're going to build um, roughly 20 additional miles of the Trump style border wall in South Texas, in this area called the Rio Grande Valley. That's one of the most popular areas for migrants who are uh, looking to claim asylum to cross the border. Um, I should note that this this route and this specific amount of mileage of wall was specifically uh, appropriated by Congress. They passed a law where they allotted sort of almost $1.4 billion toward this project. the Trump administration built both of it, but it ran into roadblocks. And Congress had had basically mandated the government to build this wall by the end of uh, fiscal 2023, which just ended in September. So the administration is trying to say, you know, we don't want to do this, but we're required to do it by law. Okay. Um, that being said, the southern border has become a big problem for the Biden administration, too. That's right. That's right. It, it has been a big problem basically since day one, but it's become, you know, I think with a few different forces going on with the 
the crisis of Venezuelan refugees in Latin America. You know, there are about 7 million displaced Venezuelans outside their country, more and more headed for our border. It's become a totally unmanageable problem where, you know, in recent days and weeks, we've seen 8,000 people crossing the border a day, sometimes even more. Um, and the administration, I mean, it, it seems like their main priority right now is that, you know, life and safety. And so they're trying to process people as quickly as possible so that no one, you know, God forbid, dies in Border Patrol custody. But it does mean that most people are being allowed to stay in the United States, which ends up becoming a draw for more people to come. Sure. We're speaking with Michelle Hackman, immigration reporter at The Wall Street Journal. Her story is called Biden Administration to Resume Border Wall Construction in Policy Reversal. So you touched on it earlier. What were some of the roadblocks that the Trump administration ran into in trying to complete these final 20 miles? Yeah, so this area, uh, it's in Starr County, Texas. Few issues. So first of all, you know, it's a big wildlife refuge area with uh, some endangered species living there. It's also really close to the ground. It's in the floodplain of the river. So you've got to build in a way that is not going to totally change the direction of the Rio Grande River. Um, In addition to that, a lot of the path of the wall actually cuts through private property and so the government has to go to court. I mean, they, they first go to these you know, private property owners and they say, we'd like to buy your property, but they're, they're not offering enough money. People, you know, a lot of people also down there are ideologically opposed to the border. They're not willing to sell their property. And so the government's going to have to take people to court. You know, this is a process that, that Trump started, that Biden's going to have to continue to be able to seize all the land to be able to then build wall on it. Boy, what does Mexico say about this latest, uh, this, this latest development? You know, Mexico, uh, the Mexican president, Andres Manuel López Obrador, was asked, he said, you know, this is not what Biden campaigned on. And he he almost was like musing about it. You know, he was like, you know, I understand that there are some uh, forces on the what he called the extreme right of the party that were forcing Biden to do something like this. And that's sort of where he left it. Finish, if you would, about uh, the point you made about uh, the Biden administration has built some wall before. Yeah. So, you know, they've built really small sections of wall before. Most notably, there was this section of border wall that the Trump administration had built in southwestern Arizona near Yuma. Um, But they had left gaps here and there. You know, maybe they just didn't finish construction in time. And those gaps themselves had become pretty popular crossing spots because it was so easy for migrants to just walk through them from Mexico and basically stand right in front of the gap and ask for asylum. And so um, it was kind of interesting, you know, in, in the summer of 2022, before the midterm elections, Mark Kelly, the Democrat from Arizona, was in a really tight race. And he asked the administration, I mean, somewhat publicly, to please fill in those gaps because it was becoming a real problem for Arizona. Thanks, Michelle. Michelle Hackman, immigration reporter at The Wall Street Journal. The campaigns are officially underway by lawmakers who want to be the next House Speaker. After Kevin McCarthy's ouster this week, Judiciary Chairman Jim Jordan of Ohio made his pitch yesterday to the business-minded group known as the Main Street Caucus. The group has a significant number of moderates in addition to its conservative members. Those moderates, especially from districts won by President Biden in 2020, may be wary of supporting a lawmaker who previously led the hardline right House Freedom Caucus. 
Former President Trump has endorsed Mr. Jordan for speaker. Someone's got to be able to come forward, unite the Republicans around our message, around what we're doing for the American people, and go make that, take that message to the country and deliver it in a compelling, succinct way, which I think I can do. In addition to Mr. Jordan, Majority Leader Steve Scalise of Louisiana also wants the Speaker's gavel. Fox News says he is due to speak with the Main Street Caucus this morning. Kevin Hearn of Oklahoma is also considering a run for Speaker. Bring smiles to all when shopping online with Dell Technologies Gift Guide. Whether it's for the artist, the entrepreneur, the student, or the streamer, you'll find the perfect gift. Dell.com slash gift guide makes gifting easy with a carefully curated selection. Shop now to explore our innovative PCs like the XPS 13 laptop, powered by the latest Intel Core processors plus accessories. Visit Dell.com slash gift guide today. That's Dell.com slash gift guide. Thanks for spending time with us. Former President Trump seeking to dismiss the federal case accusing him of trying to overturn his loss in the 2020 election is arguing that he cannot be prosecuted because U.S. presidents are immune from criminal charges. More about the latest legal proceedings from this morning's Mike Gavin. Trump's lawyers wrote to the U.S. District Court in Washington saying 234 years of unbroken historical practice from 1789 until 2023 provide compelling evidence that the power to indict a former president for his official acts does not exist. That was one of two efforts made yesterday by Trump's legal team. They also asked a New York judge to dismiss charges tied to hush money payments to porn star Stormy Daniels ahead of the 2016 presidential election, calling them politically motivated and legally flawed. Gordon. Thank you, Mike. The Supreme Court in 2020 rejected the argument that Mr. Trump was absolutely immune from state criminal investigations while president. 20 minutes after the hour on this morning. Here's Jennifer Koshenka. And now, the three big things you need to know. Number one. When he was campaigning for president, Joe Biden pledged that not another foot of border wall would be built on his watch. But this week, his administration announced plans to do just that. The Department of Homeland Security on Wednesday outlined its intent to build up to 20 new miles of Trump administration-era border barriers in the Rio Grande Valley of Texas, one of the busiest crossing spots for migrants attempting to enter the U.S. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. From day one, this administration has made clear that a border wall is not the answer. That remains our position and our position has never wavered. The decision comes as Republicans nearly shut down the federal government over new border security measures. Number two. The Pentagon is poised to make controversial cuts to the Army's storied Special Operations Forces amid recruiting struggles and a shift in focus from Middle East counterterrorism operations to a threat from China. The Army is cutting about 3,000 troops, or about 10% from its special operation ranks, which could include cuts to the Green Berets, who have conducted some of the nation's most dangerous and sensitive missions around the world. Number three. Former President Trump unexpectedly dismissed a $500 million lawsuit against his former lawyer, Michael Cohen, while vowing to revisit the suit at a later date. Trump had accused Cohen of disparaging him through public statements including the publication of two books, a podcast series, and innumerable mainstream media appearances. UAW President Sean Fain is set to deliver an address to union members this afternoon, at which time he's expected to announce the union's next moves in its ongoing simultaneous strike against Ford, GM, and Stellantis. GM says yesterday it delivered its sixth proposal to the UAW, marking its second offer this week. 
Dick Butkus, the legendary Chicago Bears linebacker who instilled fear into offensive players with his powerful hits, has died at the age of 80. Former Detroit Lions quarterback Jim Landy on what it was like to face Butkus. It's a great player and the passing of, of a great player that made a great impact on, in football in the 60s, 70s. And uh, he represented Chicago great in a great way. In his nine NFL seasons ending in 1973, the Hall of Famer led the Bears' defense and became an icon in the same town where he was born. Butkus ventured into acting and announcing after his retirement from the Bears, appearing in dozens of TV shows and movies. A master of physical and psychological intimidation was Dick Butkus. Thank you, Jen. Did you know traditional bed sheets harbor as much bacteria as a toilet seat? The germs in your sheets can cause acne, allergies, stuffy noses, and other gross ailments. Fears, though, that you can put to bed with Miracle Made bed sheets. Miracle Made uses silver infused fabrics inspired by NASA that are thermoregulating to keep you at a perfect temperature all night. Miracle Made is self cleaning, self cooling, luxurious, eco friendly bedding designed to protect your skin for more restorative rest. My wife and I love them. Now, my listeners can have a clean night's sleep while saving over 40% and sleep cool all summer and warm all winter. The website, trymiracle.com slash Gordon. Claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% at checkout. Miracle-made products are backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, the website, trymiracle.com slash Gordon. trymiracle.com slash Gordon to save big. You can sleep cool, comfy, and clean. Miracle-made bedding, NASA-inspired for out-of-this-world comfort. Sleep clean with Miracle. Thanks for being with us. As student loan borrowers resume their payments this month after a three-year-long pause due to COVID, the impending payments aren't just putting a crimp on clothes, sneakers, and nights out. They're prompting lifestyle resets. Here's how from Andrew Keshner at MarketWatch. Andy, what are you hearing? What I'm hearing is people stretching out their work schedule to take on more work on the job, people getting second jobs, people um, cutting costs in their in their home, you know, and none of this is really surprising in a way, but what I was trying to understand in this story is actually what that looks like day to day for people throughout the country. All right. So you got some specific examples here. This woman, Audra DeRitter from Michigan. What's her story? Yeah. So she um, she has over the summer, she started picking up a extra shift at a bar and rest, a, a, a shift at a bar in a restaurant, um, you know, bartending, waitressing, that sort of a thing. She's a teacher, right? That's right. So, so this is, she's working the full day at the job and she's picking up extra work on her full-time job to pad out the salary. Um, and then she's also doing this as well to, um, you know, supplement that even more. Uh, and, the, you know, the, the thing is, is uh, it's just sort of the cumulative effect of all, you know, the, the work uh, through the workday. And then you have a, a weeknight and um, she's also raising, you know, she and her husband are raising a, a young daughter. Um, and so she said, you know, it's, it's a lot. Uh, it, 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 it can wear you down. Just the, the go, go, go and, and the, the, the monitoring on, on the bills. Um, and that's what I heard elsewhere too. What's the, uh, what's the average payment like now that they've resumed? You know, I, I, there, there's various, um, various numbers out there. Um, but I, I, I want to say I hear a lot of numbers around the two, 
to 300 mm-hmm. range. That's a common number that I hear per month. And uh, another gentleman uh, down in Texas, uh, Alex Espinoza Acosta, and he decided, you know, he's looking for, he has a series of jobs, but he's also trying to, um, uh, you know, he's staying at home right now instead of renting in order to, to save cash. And I mean, that's another thing. A lot of young borrowers are paying rent and rent is so, so high right now. Yeah. So you have all these pressures. We're speaking with Andy Keshner, personal finance writer at MarketWatch. He's written a piece called Borrowers Are Ready for the Return of Student Loan Payments. How about uh, Zachary Dykes in Minnesota? Yeah, so he is um, another, another guy who has picked up work on the side. Um, he is a referee for youth sports and, you know, it, it, same idea. He has, uh, you know, doing it for, you know, for the extra income. Thanks, Andy. Andrew Kushner, personal finance reporter at MarketWatch. One thing we all have in common is a need to feed. If you're like me, you love to eat and want to eat right without much pre-planning and shopping. Enter HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Kickstart a fresh fall with HelloFresh handling all the meal planning and shopping. They do the work, you take a bow. Plus, HelloFresh is more than just dinners. There's breakfast, quick lunches, fresh snacks, tasty, time-saving, and delivered to your front door. HelloFresh's convenience, variety, and quality keep me eating right all day and night. Right now, save from the start. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Gordon and use code 50Gordon for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. HelloFresh's menu offers 40 recipes and over 100 add-ons. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Gordon and use code 50Gordon for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. Say goodbye to boring meal plans and HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh.com slash 50Gordon. Cutting through the clutter to bring you the people and stories that matter to you. You're listening to America's First News this morning with Gordon Deal. Thanks for spending time with us. Welcome into Friday, October 6. Gordon Deal, Jennifer Koshenka, some of our top stories and headlines. Biden administration will resume construction of a Trump-era border wall. Jim Jordan and Steve Scalise lobby to be the next House Speaker. White House reportedly planning a meeting next month in San Francisco between President Biden and Chinese leader Xi Jinping. The U.S. shot down a Turkish drone after it flew near American forces in northeast Syria. Bears over the commanders in Thursday night football. And the Air Force captain who rescued a hiker on a ledge at Yosemite's Half Dome. That story in about 20 minutes. Pentagon officials are overhauling the military's approach to enticing young Americans to enlist after the Army once again fell thousands short of meeting its recruiting goal for the year. Among the first changes, replacing the officers on temporary assignment as recruiters with a new team of permanent full-time talent acquisition specialists. It's a story by Gulf War veteran Mike Glenn, Pentagon reporter at The Washington Times. Mike set this up. Well, there's a couple. There, there are several factors of the army and the other military. It, it, it's a problem for everybody, uh, you know, in the military. It's not just the army, but the army is the largest branch or the largest military service, and so they have the most sort of slots to fill. Uh, and they are uh, th- there's really a number of factors that are affecting them. Uh, there, you know, it, the economy is is better than, you know, is, is okay, and there, there are plenty of jobs on the outside, uh, plenty of jobs that offer the kind of benefits 
you know, the traditionally the military's offered college money, that sort of thing. Uh, there's also the fact that uh, a number of uh, of potential recruits, you know, in the Gen Z category, the the cohort they're looking for, uh, a number of them can't just can't cut the mustard. I mean, they're not in shape. Uh, you know, they're not. Uh, and they're not even inclined to join the military, so they're having to work for. There, there are some factors that they that they can't deal with, like uh, you know, fatty uh, recruits, mm-hmm. you know. And there's some that they can deal with uh, that they're trying to. So you know, so so they're trying to to figure this out as much as best they can. But it's it's dire. It's 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 the you know it is the most it is the most difficult recruiting challenge the military uh, has faced since the uh, the end of the draft uh, 50 years ago. Boy, we're speaking with Mike Glenn, Pentagon reporter at the Washington Times. His piece is called Desperate for Recruits. Army moves to professional talent acquisition specialists. What does that mean? What is the Army trying here? Well, traditionally in the Army, uh, they sort of detail people to become recruiters. If you're an infantry soldier, they say, all right, Sergeant, you're going to go and be a recruiter for a couple of years and wherever we need you. I've known people in the Army who would rather throw themselves into a wood chipper than be a recruiter. (laughs) It is a difficult, difficult job. And... uh, but now they're looking at you know. But you know, in the civilians, a lot of this is the the army's trying to look at the sort of best practices in the civilian sector. And in the civilian sector, there are career fields, you know, recruiter career fields. Well, that's somebody's specific job, and there, and there are people who are who are good at that, and they're creating. And and this is pretty innovative. And I you know I talked to the secretary of the army yesterday. I mean, this is pretty innovative. They are going to create. An entire sort of military job, where you can, where as you know, it's essentially a recruiter. They're calling it a talent acquisition specialist, I guess, to to sound a little fancier, mm-hmm. but it's essentially a professional recruiter, and that will be your career in the army. You know, for you know, for the entirety of, okay. of your service, and it's pretty, you know, it's pretty innovative, and uh, you know, I think this, you know, there are people who are suited for that career field. And they're going to try to find people who are, you know, rather than sort of force forcing somebody who doesn't want to do it, uh, find people who, who, you know, who are good at that. Okay. So, so and, uh, yeah. what are the expectations like then if you change gears like this and hire essentially a professional recruiter? Right. Well, I mean, they're hoping that they can, you know, it's this and and other things, uh, you know, they're looking, you know, they're hoping essentially that, that they can, you know, they're, they're really, you know, throwing whatever they can at the wall and seeing what sticks. Uh, and this is one of the, you know, hopefully one of the things that will stick by, by using civilian best practices and sort of seeing what they can, you know, how they can sort of, uh, in, you know, insert that into the Army. Yeah, uh, so you said something earlier that made me think: um, if the economy were hurting, does right. recruiting get easier? Uh, traditionally, it does. I mean, it is people can't, uh, you know, as young people coming out of high school or you know can't find a job on the outside. Uh, there, there's I've, I've known people myself, uh, friends of mine myself, who did that, who couldn't find a job on the outside, and they uh, they go into the service whatever branch uh, uh but you know it, but you know it, it's it's 
you know, it's it's always it's it's very cyclical. As the economy improves, uh, enlistments tend to be more of a challenge. So, uh, you know, we're in we're in a sort of a you know a good economic uh, condition at this point now. So they're having they're having a, a tough go of it. Thanks, Mike. Mike Glenn, Pentagon reporter at the Washington Times. Today's mic drop is brought to you by Dell. For your small business needs, call a Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. Hey, thanks for spending time with us. Welcome into Friday. Time now for the mic drop with this morning's Mike Gavin. Good morning. Well, you can imagine that U.S. customs agents see all kinds of things that people try to bring bring back into the country after their overseas travels. But only a few of those things are so bizarre, they scream out to be photographed and shared with the news media. This is one of those times. Federal customs agents poop Pooed the plans of an Iowa woman who wanted to make jewelry from giraffe feces she picked up on a trip to Kenya and brought back to the U.S. in her luggage. The woman, who was not identified, told officials at the Minneapolis-St. Paul airport she planned to use the waste to make a necklace, as she had done in the past with moose poop. Giraffe poop can be brought back to the U.S. with the proper permits and inspections, and the woman won't face sanctions because she declared the feces and gave it to Customs rather than try to smuggle it in. Customs and Border Protection's officials warned that making jewelry from feces means a good chance that someone could develop serious health issues. Wow. I mean, So yuck. she was kind of doing it the right way, right. but just kind of failed at the paperwork in the end, it perhaps, seems. Perhaps, I mean, I guess perhaps unaware that uh, that she she would get in trouble yeah. for this, I guess. Is, well, is, although, again, she had done it with, uh, with other feces, but maybe she didn't bring that back from another country. I well, don't know. She's a veteran of animal poop. <laughs> right, Apparently. Yes. Experienced poop handler. But perhaps... Not an experienced poop handler when it comes from overseas, like right. from a giraffe in Africa. Yes. I, There's paperwork for this. <laughs> I suppose yeah. so. Yeah. And, and even so, uh, you know, wearing that around your neck, uh, you know, doesn't sound like uh, the, the best thing in the world. Yeah. Well, I mean, what if you were to give this to somebody? Yeah. Right? Like, this is my gift to you, right. my love. Happy birthday. Yes. <laughs> Here's to 25 years of marriage. Uh, I don't know what uh, a giraffe necklace made of poop. Yeah. Like, honey, uh, I, honey, the box smells funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Okay. We will move on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's playoff baseball season in Philadelphia, Gordon, which means that it's time for fans to start buying each other beers. You might remember last year, the wife of Philly's first baseman, Reese Hoskins, went viral after several times buying beers for fans during the team's World Series run. This time, we don't know who it was, but an anonymous fan paid for not one but two rounds of beer for an entire section of Philly's fans during Game 2 of the National League Wild Card Series earlier this week, a gesture which is is reported to have cost them $4,500. Video posted online showed a beer vendor arriving and giving fans the good news, then facing the daunting task of checking everyone's IDs before dispersing the brews. And while most commenters to the video loved the gesture, some couldn't help but joke about the high price of beer at sports stadiums, saying that the fans' $4,500 probably bought 10 or 12 beers. Mm, yeah, yeah, maybe 15. I, I, I can see that. If you're yeah, being generous. I could definitely see that. <laughs> That's a nice gesture. Yes. Um, Reese Hopkins... Yeah, not around anymore. Well, he did. He didn't play almost this entire season. He got hurt like I think the first week yeah. of the year, or something okay. like that. So he's been he's been injured the entire season, uh, oh, pretty man. much. Bryce Harper plays first base now for yeah. the uh, for the Phillies, at least for the foreseeable future. Man, what a nice gesture that was last year. That like sort of started to trend. Yeah, perhaps, perhaps a pay it forward kind of thing. This person seems to have gone over the top. Though. Yeah, I mean, def- def- dispersing all of these stereotypes about Phillies fans. I what, have to say, when you do that, when you spend that much money, have yeah. you yourself perhaps had a couple? 
Uh, well, I mean, you would think. Are you influenced? That's the only thing that would make me do it. I don't know about somebody else, but for me, that's the only thing that would make me throw down my credit card for forty five hundred bucks. You got to be tipsy to yeah, lay yeah. out that kind of plastic. Yeah. Is everything for yeah. sure? Mm-hmm. Thanks, Mike. Bring smiles to all when shopping online with Dell Technologies Gift Guide. Whether it's for the artist, the entrepreneur, the student, or the streamer, you'll find the perfect gift. Dell.com slash gift guide makes gifting easy with a carefully curated selection. Shop now to explore our innovative PCs like the XPS 13 laptop, powered by the latest Intel Core processors plus accessories. Visit dell.com slash gift guide today. That's dell.com slash gift guide. Glad you're with us. Americans who eat their way through European vacations sometimes come home surprised to see a lower number on the scale. The Wall Street Journal says the phenomenon has become something of an Internet debate, but there's no definitive explanation. You might be surprised to find out that research on it is scant. Scientists who study nutrition and health say that people who lose weight on international travels are likely benefiting from two things. One, more daily steps while on vacation, especially in Europe, and yes, food that is often healthier and less processed. Eight minutes now in front of the hour on This Morning. Once again, here's Jennifer Koshenka. And now, the three big things you need to know. Number one. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky made a plea to European leaders for more aid as Ukrainian officials said a Russian missile strike killed dozens of civilians and concerns mount over future U.S. support for his beleaguered country. Zelensky says Ukraine needs additional air defense systems, artillery and shells, long-range missiles and drones. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre. Sadly, we are continuing to see uh, Russia launch strikes like the one today in eastern Ukraine. Ukrainian officials say at least 51 people were killed in that strike. Number two. The Department of Homeland Security says the U.S. will resume deportations of Venezuelan nationals who cross the border illegally, a rare diplomatic gesture that aims to deter the surge in migrants from the impoverished South American nation until now. Venezuelans face virtually no consequences for entering the U.S. unlawfully since the U.S. doesn't maintain diplomatic relations with Venezuela's authoritarian government and could not deport them to their home country. Number three. A U.S. F-16 fighter shot down a Turkish drone on Thursday after it flew near U.S. forces in northeast Syria, heightening tensions between two allies already at odds over an array of security challenges. Pentagon spokesman Pat Ryder. It's a regrettable incident. No U.S. forces were harmed. Um, we took appropriate action based on the situation on the ground. U.S. officials say they have no reason to think Turkey was attempting to target U.S. forces. Lawyers for Donald Trump have asked a judge to dismiss the Washington federal election subversion case against him, arguing he's immune from prosecution for actions they say were taken in his official role as president. The motion tees up a fight over the scope of presidential power, forcing courts to wrestle with whether the actions Trump took in his failed bid to remain in office in 2020 fell within his duties as commander-in-chief, or whether they strayed far outside his White House responsibilities and are subject to prosecution. It's the latest AI-powered social media trend, creating your own school yearbook photos. An app called Epic offers a 90s-style yearbook photo edit that has gone viral on Instagram and TikTok. The trend has become so popular that Epic is currently the top-trending free app in the App Store. It's free to download, but you do have to pay to generate your own 90s-inspired yearbook photos. Would you like to see what you, what you look like in the 90s? Is no, that what that means? I, I don't. I don't want to, but 90s people are doing it. Thank you, Jen. Thanks for being with us. An off-duty Air Force captain is getting tons of praise after conducting a daring rescue of a fallen hiker on Yosemite's Half Dome. Captain Joshua Haveman 
60th Air Evacuation Squadron was hiking the famous peak when he saw a climber slip in wet conditions last month and fall as far as 80 feet onto a precarious ledge. He and the other hiker were at a section where, in order to pass up solid granite, a series of cables embedded into the rock are necessary. If you can't secure yourself to the cables, they're simply handholds. Travis Air Force Base says, faced with harsh winds, slippery rock, and hail, Captain Haverman went outside the permanent cable barriers to reach the fallen climber. He used makeshift splints fashioned from sticks to secure the climber's legs. To shield the climber from the harsh elements and apparent shock, Mr. Haverman covered the climber with his jacket. He was eventually medevaced by helicopter about 45 minutes later. That'll do it for this hour. For Jennifer Koshenka and Mike Gavin, I'm Gordon Deal. Thanks for listening to This Morning, America's First News.